welcome to Nerd News Now for what day is this? What year is this? Someone help me. This is January. <laughs> it's not 2020 anymore. It's 2021. So that yeah. means it's January 25th. Yep. Uh, is this is this month going really slow or really fast? Yes. Actually, it's going really fast. I'm I'm surprised we're at the end of the month already. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, every, everything's catching up. But it's just just ridiculous how fast this month is going. It's um, weird. Comic Palooza, which is a local convention, just sent us messages saying that they were going to go ahead and go and do a smaller version of their convention that happens in uh, I think March. And I was thinking that's really far away, but then I just realized that's not true. <laughs> Wait, Comic Palooza is going to try to do something in March? Yep. That, wow, yeah. I'm surprised. March 2021? Like this March? Yep. Do they know something that we don't know? No, they're going to they're gonna, uh, control the amount of uh, people that come into the hall at a time. They're going to put the booths far away from each other. They're going to require masks. And... Uh, we'll see. I'm so they're surprised. really just going to go for it, huh? <laughs> they're going for it. <laughs> well, it's going to be hard to run a con right now. I mean, how many times have you been to a con where there are only one person standing at a booth? Yep. And that's that's, that's going to be hard to control. It's going to be interesting. interesting. I wonder if the idea is to try to almost do like a, not that they would get away from this totally, but like do a reset for now. Mm-hmm. Without all the celebrities and stuff, because that's the other thing is that, like, what guests are you gonna have? If they were doing something maybe like, you know, a local art expo, and that, and they were fine with that, and then you have you know people selling back issues and stuff, uh, vendors, I can see that, but I can't see doing an actual con now with guests and panels and interactions and photos and autographs. You know, like I just don't, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, but e- even a. Tr- Traditional con, like where there's only vendors there, it's going to be hard to do. Um, unless if you really do restrict one person for like, you know, tell them, hey, you only got 10 minutes at this booth. Go there and move on. I, I don't know how they do that. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm going to be interested to see what the floor layout looks like. They said they were going to really restrict it. So probably won't, they won't probably need to restrict it for the amount of vendors that'll be willing to, you know, try it out but i'm gonna i'm gonna support them because they're a local convention that i really like and i'm sure they'll keep it as safe and i'll probably just do it one person like i'm not gonna bring a crew with me i'm just gonna go set it up myself and do the thing you're setting up a booth yourself Mm -hmm. i do it all the time interesting do you think that there's any way that maybe they have a vip package right now that comes with a vaccine that would be- I mean I would do that I would do that like I because well, I'm looking for one so yeah they, they might limit the condo to 65 and over also maybe everyone has uh, but <laughs> but I, I don't know about how it's going out there but uh over in Texas um it's taking forever so I don't even know when this group 1a and b is going to be done I'm expecting to be able to maybe get my hands on one in May. And that's probably best case scenario. Yes, I think that's probably fair. So I, I don't know if, uh, you know, 65 and up, I know a few people have gotten it, but uh, it's definitely 
it's going slow, you know, like the uh there was a, a little bit of a shaky a handoff on, on the the relay, you, you know. <laughs> and uh so and they're trying to pick up the pace, but we'll see. I don't know. Um I don't I mean, you know me, Miss Jim, we've talked about like I haven't gone to rest Oh, we lost him. I don't think I'll attending Say that again, Mark. You you cut out for a second. Oh, I don't think I will be attending a convention anytime soon. That's well, fair. probably this summer, right? And we do have um a few virtual conventions coming up. Well, the next one on the docket is uh, WonderCon in Anaheim, and and that's in that's slated for March as well. And they're like, oh, we'll see how it's going in California. And yeah, I'm like, it's gonna it's gonna get canceled. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's not going well. You know, if you don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I know. Like, I got my mother her shot on Saturday, her first shot. So, I mean, they're they're giving them out, but with the amount of people that are in LA, I, I doubt they're going to be able to do it. Um, I mean, I know Anaheim is right outside of LA, but it's going to be it's going to be difficult for them to run a con here, at least, mm. especially with all the restrictions California has. And I'm not in the group one A or one B, but knowing people that are. Um, and then knowing how hard it is for me to go online and get exclusive collectibles from like you know convention releases or or Mondo posters or anything like that, uh, this is really hard. So I can't imagine being sixty five and older. Wait, isn't your high school fake ID sixty five and over by now? No. <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> not yet. The um. The cranberries played on the radio all the time the year I graduated, so you can do the yeah, math. So line. your your fake ID should be up there by now. It's not. Cranberries, that'd be I didn't, mid-90s. I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't one of the people who tried to say that I was like 35 when I was 15. <laughs> that, that would never work, so I don't know, but... Um, yeah, no, I and and I also wouldn't get in the way of anyone who you know is in that group. Like, there's people who are trying to get one at any cost. It's like I want to, you know, at let everyone else get theirs, but then if other people don't want it, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, but, I'm in the same boat. I'm, yeah, I'm willing to wait. Uh, yeah, and I know some people who are willing to wait ten years, and that's like. And that's more just for their, you know, apprehension about it, which I understand, you know, do what you want. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board that. But yeah, I just, uh, the, the thing about, you know, when events are saying, oh, we'll make it as safe as possible, but it's only as safe as the person that's behind you in line. Exactly. So like, if you don't try, I, I, one thing I learned over the last 10 months, oof. America needs to have a talk about spatial intelligence, y'all. Because I don't, I don't think six feet. I mean, there's seven different layers of intelligence. They added two in the 70s, and now there's like a swamp thing level of intelligence where you're like one with the universe or whatever. But the seven basic levels of intelligence, spatial intelligence is one. Mine is very low because I cannot parallel park and I can never be an engineer. But I still know what six feet is. So I don't know if that's like the, the introvert in me making up for... My lack of spatial intelligence. Because you know how like some people could go into an Ikea and look at a couch and know if it'll fit in their living room or not. I'm not that person. I got to measure it out. But yet, I still know what six feet is. 
maybe it's because I watched a lot of NBA. I don't know, but like, I just I don't I just don't understand people's lack of it. And I would, I would just be afraid. You go to a convention, and you're opening yourself up to like, especially people who haven't been out in a long time. We're gonna have to like re <laughs> readjust our brains to being around people, and then people just get excited and they forget about that or mask or whatever. I'm like, eh, I'm good for now. I want to support. I've been supporting all the online cons, but yeah, go ahead. I have a solution for you, Mark. A bubble, right? Cosplay. Your oh. cosplay as Saturn. <laughs> and no one can get next to you no matter what. Yeah, I like that. Or, or you know, like Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy, or, or um, oh, you know what would be a great one? If I could make, uh, you know, Orson Welles' last film, Transformers 86, the movie? If I can make a Unicron, Unicron. out of one of those giant hands. Or Ego. Ones, you can go as an Ego. That, or, or Ego the Living Planet. That'd be a good one, too. Oh, as well, you know. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be, if I got, if I somehow, if we speed up production and I got the vaccine by then, I'd probably go. But, uh. It'd be a whole know. bunch of those dumb, uh velociraptor costumes because <laughs> there's gonna be a whole bunch yeah there's gonna be a bunch yeah there's gonna be a lot uh stay puff marshmallow man uh jabba the hut mm-hmm. oh Papa, they got a lot of inflatable inflatable ones that's probably the way to go you're right yeah unfortunately you know because of the ventilation on those things they're not going to be that safe no. No. there's gonna be fans <laughs> blown everywhere <laughs> yeah and i just uh i don't know how people you know, I, I guess like you have to be really dedicated once you get into them because you're not going to be able to get out of them very easily. So, correct. Um, I, I actually uh, back in the days when I was doing uh, one of my jobs, uh, many jobs, um, I got the the you know the opportunity to get dressed up as Kool Aid Man. So I'm inside this giant Kool Aid Man with air blowing everywhere. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm like a skinny guy inside a giant Kool Aid Man. <laughs> You do not realize how many kids are scared of the Kool-Aid man. I had <laughs> kids just run up trying to kill my way. You're like, wait, what did I but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those mascot costumes are no joke. The the one experience I had was working at a Toys R Us in Burbank and they needed someone to be the Jeffrey the giraffe. Ooh. I lasted, I think, two minutes in that costume. I think. Yeah. I realized it was going to break my neck at some point because they were like, hey, did you meet the weight restrictions? I go, no, I told you I don't. And they're like, okay, well, you better get out of there. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, it was not good. And I think the fan was broken, too. There there was a fan, but it was broken. And obviously it smelled really bad. I wouldn't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jen, do you have a mascot costume horror story? I mean, we have um, a couple for the store that we use, used to use a lot more often. When we had uh, Pokemon League and we went to Pokemon Regionals all the time. We've got a Pikachu and we've got a Charizard, a Charmander that are pretty cool. And they're not bad because they're more like the traditional mascot where it's like a really big head on the inside. So you're not up against any of the foam or anything. So I can't wear them very well because they're meant for, they were made overseas and they're meant for someone that's not a Wookiee size. Um they they have a inflatable one now or you know air powered or whatever you want to call them uh for Pikachu and 
Uh, they're they're adult size. They're pretty decent nowadays. Um, I still wouldn't want to do it anymore, you know. But you know. <laughs> no, the the mascot game is tough. I don't want to do that. I just it's there's sweat and smells and just. A lot of those costumes are heavy and just not meant to be stayed in for hours and hours. And you get in a situation where you're stuck. <clears throat> and especially if you were like, we're at some place like Disney World, like you can't ever take your hat off or head off. That's the part of the deal. You know, you don't want to lose the magic or whatever. So I would probably get claustrophobic at some point real quick. But uh, so what do you guys got going on? Uh, what'd you do over the weekend? Miss Jen, start with you. Um, Saturday, I had a really fun day at the store. There was a, I, I worked in the front, which I love doing. And I had a bunch of people stop by that hadn't been in for a long time. So I feel like I got to connect with all my customers I've been missing. Then I had a really fun live show. And then I got to go to this really awesome dude's like after party. He was... <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. Then Sunday, yeah. for the first time in a really, really long time, and you guys know what I've been up to, just nonstop work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just laid on, after I went to church and taught, you know, the kindergartners, and some of them were like super hyped up, so that was a lot of work, but a lot of fun too. But I came home and I laid on the couch and I finally got to start Mandalorian, so I've been in, like, I'm like four episodes in, maybe five. And you were and, able to put it down? <laughs> but you know you ran out of ran out of time in the day but i think season, i think season two is going to be a lot harder to put down everyone tells me so yeah there, there's just a, a lot um going on uh brandy what about you as far as your week um yeah um saturday i took my mom to get her shot that took a few hours out um had some family stuff come up so that that basically took most of my weekend and, you know, Saturday night, I, I guess I was volunteered to do a a dance party. And, <laughs> and I guess it got announced prior to me <laughs> confirming it. So. Oh, no. I didn't know that that was a problem. I thought that that had already been worked out. I'm so sorry, Brady. No, in fact, um, you know, we, we were, I was talking to Kyle on the on Messenger, basically trying to figure out. I was at my mother's at that time um, because we had just gotten our shot. She wanted to have a cup of tea, so I'm like, all right, fine, I'll have a cup of tea with you. So, And Kyle's like, hey, are you doing a show tonight? I'm like, like let me get home and I'll get back to you. The next thing I know, Ms. Jen's announcing to the world. <laughs> I'm like, what? I guess I am doing a show tonight. That was not me strong-arming you, Brady. It was a miscommunication. I'm so yeah, sorry. It's, it's absolutely okay. Uh, you know, it turned out well. Um, I think people had fun and like I said, I had some family stuff uh, happening, so it was a good break from everything for me. So it was, it was, it was good to have done that show. You made a lot of people's nights. I think people really needed that kind of downtime and to like hang. It, it felt like people hanging out of, out at a club because everyone yeah. was commenting like they were hanging out at a club. Good, I'm glad. Great. And we we got to see um, you know Hulk and Deadpool and all those guys dance again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we do need. So what kind of music was involved? Um, I concentrate mostly on house music, but I try to do it. I try to mix it up for everybody. Uh, like Saturday night's show, I had uh, Russian house music. I had um, 
Uh, Richard Ship, who we were talking about earlier, you know, he, he asked me once why I don't play Bangla music, which is my, you know, uh, from my culture. So I, I, you know, I put in a couple of songs for him. Um, yeah, I had some. So I had some Indian music. I had some Latin music. Um, I, I try to mix as much of the generations as I can, uh, because you know I've got I've got fans from all throughout, from the eighties, you nineties, know, and current. So I try to do as much of a blend as I can. It's it's still house music, but I try to blend it as much as possible. Cool. Yeah, I checked out a few seconds during like the expo thing, but I need to check it out. Um, or regular yeah, basis. You can go over to Jen's house. She's always blasting. <laughs> the thing I like a lot about Brainy, whatever he's doing it, and um, like the last two times he's done it for the uh, for the EXP and then for um, for the experience this last weekend, is that he also has this like. Uh, visual show that's going on at the same time like if you wanted to you could put it up on the tv and it would like feel like a dance party in your house yeah exactly <clears throat> graphics and i'm sure there's a lot of work involved in it but it, it really adds to the the enjoyment of the music for sure um yeah mark remind me and i'll send you a, a link once it's uploaded uh, i'm still uploading it to my cloud and i'll, I'll share it with you so you can see okay. the performance yeah. actually i think it's still on the experience mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah they, they might have uh, muted out some of the music because of copyrights but you know it's up there you can view it cool i will check that out um so i mean there's news but it's like the same old news but we'll just run through it anyway um and the number one thing of course is more delays right so I don't, I don't know if I'm excited about any of these movies anymore. I, I will watch them. Um, I know that there's a couple missions I'll be excited about, you know, that are getting delayed again or coming out on HBO Max on March 26th. But uh, so the first one, Mission, sorry, but uh, Bond 25, No Time to Die. It's now, it's moved back to October 8th. <laughs> It just like moves. Sorry, Miss Jen. That's moved the most, I think. I think that's moved the most. No lie, that movie is the movie I'm inviting everyone to come watch with me for my 50th birthday. I was uh -huh. gonna theater and invite everybody that I know. Well, now we're like a year and something beyond when that was supposed to happen. So I don't know. My birthday is gonna be really, really delayed. I'm gonna be 50 for. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then. Uh, now, this one, I haven't even seen anything on, but I know Tom Holland's in it, but Uncharted moving from this July to next February. So that's out of 2021 completely. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife moves to the fall, which probably makes more sense anyway. It would be a summer blockbuster under normal conditions, but um, it's moving to November. They should have just put it on how you know Halloween or like October 20th or something. But... Um, that's probably the one I'm most excited about. Uh, Morbius next year again. That one's moved a lot too. So now that's going to be January 2022. Uh, Quiet Place moves to September. I didn't realize that was about to come out. Quiet Place 2. Um, and then the Kingsman, the Kingsman prequel, moves uh, from March to August. So that's one of the shorter moves. Um, but good news, Miss Jen. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong coming out 
uh, March 26th, HBO Max. You'll probably see it in the theater, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, were you able to check out the trailer? So much. I have so much to discuss. <laughs> Go for it. Because I, I want to hear it because, you know, there's a lot of people, like, people love complaining. That's, like, one of our national pastimes now. And, like, the, the big, just right off the bat, one of the biggest things is, like, how did King Kong get so big? And I'm just like, Ugh, okay, I give up. <laughs> but anyway. He ate non-GMO food. Non-GMO food. Yeah. <laughs> In the jungle, that's all he ate. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that's a she. I love about it. Because um, it goes back to the classic tried and true uh, method of getting people to love, you know, King, King Kong or Godzilla. You always have to have a kid. If you go back and look at the old stuff, there's always kids, 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 sometimes more than one kid. And so they bring the kids back. Here's the kid. This is the thing it looks like from the trailer is the one kind of connection they have to Kong. And it looks very clear that they're bringing Kong in to fight a fight for the humans. I don't know if he's otherwise down for such a thing, but okay. We know he's big because of the way they... they Gave him to us in Skull Island. He was that big then. So it's not like they're changing the scale of him. So I think it's going to be pretty evenly matched. They have to, though, build in something into like the, the, the island has imbued him with some kind of natural protection. Because otherwise, it, there's no way you can explain to me why in the world he'd be able to take an atomic blast and like redirect it or whatever. There, there has to be something we just don't know yet. That's, I think, the thing that people are complaining about the most. They're like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brain, you got any thoughts on this? I'm just sad that they're making Gozera the bad guy in this one, you know? Um, I, well, at least that's the way it seems. Like, we don't know if he's re- or she, rather, uh, is really a bad guy. We don't know what gender Godzilla is. So, mm-hmm. um, But beyond that, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. This giant monster is fighting. Who, who can, you know... What can go wrong? Or what can't go wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Pacific Rim 2 can be evidence of that, but... Yeah. Wait, there was a Pacific Rim 2? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I will say, um, the scene where King Kong is, like, slam-dunking on Godzilla's head, like, he's got a, a trash can lid or a helicopter or someone said it might be a piece of Godzilla because that would be something indestructible to deflect the blast with. And he's basically like doing that slam dunk on his head. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's worth me wanting to sit down and watch it right there. Um, how about this theory? What if uh, it's a Mecha Godzilla with like a, a fake skin and they did that to draw Kong out and then the real Godzilla wakes up at the end of the movie and then it's like a free-for-all where all these kaiju are awake. And then that way you don't have to have like a winner and a loser. <laughs> Because they're not, I don't think they're going to pick one. I don't think they're going to have one, they're like, one must fall. It's like, nah, that's, that's not going to happen. They're definitely not going to kill King Kong or Godzilla. Yeah, I think Mecha Godzilla is a little far-fetched. Um, you never know. I, I, if they have a good story behind, possibly, but I, 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 don't, I don't expect that. Uh, and, you know, Kaijus, they die, they come back. They never die. They're, they're like superheroes in comic books. They never die. Uh, there's always a way to bring them back. So, I don't know if that would be a concern either. We'll see. We'll see. The trailer I, also 
brings up the point that it looks like uh, Godzilla, they, they understand that Godzilla is acting contrary to its nature, that something is making it be destructive and they don't know what it is. So I'm sure there's going to be some third party or third parties that show up and just like we always love that the Kong and Godzilla are going to have to get together and team up against it, whatever that is. But I'm sure there's just going to be, it's going to be a double acts where we have the first act where they're going to dislike each other or there's going to be some kind of conflict they're going to have to resolve. And then something else bigger shows up. It's going to be Brainiac mind-controlling Godzilla? That'd be awesome. <laughs> and then bring Kong and Godzilla into the DC universe? I'm sure it'll be something like blah blah blah, and the real enemy is man, which is true. So that's fine. But like, I just, I just, I would love for it to escape the tropes. I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to be something like, oh, now we've been beating each other for an hour, and now we got to team up against this thing. But I mean, that's what uh, people want to see this matchup. It's like a, a UFC fight, and then there's a TKO in the second round. And everyone's like, well, we wasted a year getting excited about that. But hopefully that's not the case with this movie. It would only be per- more perfect if Legendary taps all of their perspective uh, movies and just throws some Jaegers in there. Then I will just die. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Why not? It's their property. They can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, kind of a weird, weird piece of uh, movie news. So Seth MacFarlane wants to reboot the Naked Gun series, which, of course, starred the great uh, Leslie Nielsen as Frank Drebin, uh, first in the Police Squad show from the 70s and then on screen for three big screen Naked Gun movies, which are fantastic and from the creators of Airplane. So big time, you know, slapstick satire. Uh, I'll give each of you one guess as to what current Hollywood actor he wants to play that role as the new Frank Drebin. They're not sure if it's going to be like Frank Drebin's son or a new cop or whatever, but the lead role in a Naked Gun film, as directed by Seth MacFarlane, Miss Jen, take one guess at an actor who you would think would, would fit that bill. Ted Danson? That's a good guess. And then Brainy, what's your guess? I'm thinking Jim Carrey? Uh, Liam Neeson, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. He wants to do it. He's on board. He told people <laughs> he's he, he told people in magazine that he's getting tired of action films and as he winds down his career, he wants to step away and that comedy would be, you know, something new to cut his teeth on. So I think that'd be awesome. I could yeah. tell that. It's like dry delivery, like uh and he did work with him in Oh, we lost him again. Oh, no, you're frozen like the frozen ice. Let's give him a second if he doesn't return. There he goes. Welcome back. I don't know if you guys got lost or I got lost. We lost you. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> I was just saying that back in 2014, he was in that cowboy comedy that I cannot remember what it was called. Directed by Seth MacFarlane and starring Neil Patrick Harris. Oh. I can't remember what that movie was called. Oh, I remember and that I just movie. Looked... Oh, wait, what was it called? Like, uh, was it like A Thousand Ways to Die in the West or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. 
that's it. Like, that was a great movie. <laughs> so, they, so they have that connection there. I don't think his role was too intensive, but you know, I he, look, he's a good actor. He's just he has definitely been stuck in that that rut. I mean, of the action hero dad movie, <laughs> movies. Yeah. So I can de- I can definitely see him wanting to walk away from that. Um, I don't know did, about that though. Yeah, go ahead. One, I, I don't I don't see how Police Academy could work in today's generation. I mean, what they can't do the jokes they did back then. They can't do the satire they did back then. I mean, I. I I'm not sure how they're going to be able to pull it off now. One one of the greatest things about that was the silliness of it. You know, the the things they got away with back then, it was just amazing. Even though they had more restrictions as far as movies are concerned back then, they got away with a lot. Um, I can't can't imagine, and and if they can do it, I can't imagine Liam Neeson doing that. (laughs) I honestly can't. I I think they could do it. I think that... uh... You know, th- this is Naked Gun, so it still deals with detectives and stuff. I think Police Academy would be harder um, to do just because you- you'd have to be just really careful how you wrote it and portrayed it um, moving forward right now. But I think, I mean, there's definitely writers that are smart enough to figure out the satirical writing and the nonstop, you know, jokes. Like, if you go back and watch Airplane, it, I mean, it's like, Makes your head spin, but that that can that can still be done today. It's just uh, maybe with that subject matter right now, they might have to wait a few years. I think, but I think that they can pull it off like stylistically and and writing wise. It's just it's just about maybe the tone, the content, and everything. Being being trending very carefully with how you know they're portraying certain situations and. What might have been, you know, funny twenty years ago is not anymore, yeah, not. And, and things like that. And there's a lot of aspects of comedy like that um, right now. But yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that it's it'll be it, it would be hard to do that right now for sure. Um, is there any movie news that either of you have heard about today? Because that's just sort of like you know what I got off the wire. So. So. If you guys haven't done so, um, I'd recommend watching. And I haven't, I haven't finished this movie yet, but you know, just in the first five minutes, I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be a great movie. Uh, watch White Tiger on Netflix. Okay. Um, you know, for us, it's a little bit different because we're like, oh yeah, that's so true. Because <laughs> then we're listening to some of the, you know, the punchlines. We're like, oh yeah, that that sounds just like India. Uh, but it, it is something to watch. It's a very good movie. Uh, again, I haven't finished it. I'm. I pause. I'm like, I'll I'll wait for my wife to start watching with me. So um, I'm going to try to do that maybe tonight or tomorrow. But if you guys can watch that movie, it's a good movie. I do the same thing with my husband. I'll start watching something. They're like, nope, I got to (laughs) stop. Yeah, I've got a huge list on Netflix um, and even on HBO Max that, you know, I'll watch this with my kids. I'll watch this with my wife. And the list just keeps growing. I keep just waiting and waiting. But this and I'll force her to watch with me. I yeah, I saw something when the year started that they they were releasing like one to two movies a week. So they got they got a lot of stuff coming. Now, you know, if they're releasing a hundred movies, I would say probably seventy of them might be starring Adam Sandler. So I don't know if you want to watch all of those. <laughs> but no, there, there's a there's just a lot of content 
coming down. Um, so, but yeah, I'll check that out. White Tiger. Yeah, especially that. on Netflix. I mean, Netflix, they've got the audience right now. They've got, yeah. you know, they've captured them. So this is their best moment to release as much product as they can. Because, uh, you know, people, they're, they've had their accounts for a long time, and now they're actually watching the stuff. So uh, this is a perfect opportunity for them. Yeah, and it, like it, it's hard to tell like if viewership is going up or down right now because obviously back in March when all this started, it was just through the roof. But I would think a lot of people are, you know, maybe not. I don't. In Texas, we're not going to shut down again. But and but it seems like we're having a, a bigger spike than we did, you know, back even in August. Or and and people are probably less likely to stay inside more which doesn't make sense but i don't know it's hard it's hard to gauge but i'm sure whatever numbers they're using i'm sure they're getting lots of views right now, regardless but just maybe not as many as they were in like april may june you know absolutely but, but one thing they've done is they've procured all that content while a lot of places had to you know halt production so they've just they have years of content you know and and the backlog so and they're still producing you know like uh cover kai season four is in production they have shows in production but it just must be nice to have the ability to procure that much pre-made content and the funding <laughs> yeah well yeah and and people i i still don't understand how they make money because but i'm under the impression that like everyone that signed up for netflix did it years ago and they've just had it so I, it, it amazes me, like, if they ever talk about, like, an influx of new subscribers, it's like, okay. I mean, because I, I've just had it so long at this point. Well, they, they're, they, they've got an international, so, and I know they're in India as well, so, you know, that, that's a huge market. You know, that's, again, one-eighth one of the population is in that country. So they've, they've, got, they've got a huge market right now. You know, and I, I'm not sure if they're in China yet or not. I'm not sure if they're going to be allowed in China. I, I really don't know, but you know that's another market they can grow into. But they they've grown internationally, so they you know, assuming I, I know we're paying what fifteen dollars a month. Let's assume the you know the other countries are paying seven to ten dollars. That's still a lot of income for them. But I do agree with you. You know, traditional television, cable, and all of them, they earn their money through advertising. Where Netflix isn't doing that. Um, they're they're just subscriber based, which is very interesting. You know, cable TV had the subscription money coming in, but they also brought in money through advertising, uh, which is not the case for Netflix or even HBO Max. You know, I'm still surprised AT&T. Um, I know they have smaller ads, but, you know, they're making money. They're making money one way or another. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and, it, yeah, it's amazing that they've stood away from commercials this whole time because Hulu's, Hulu's been doing that the whole time. Right. Like you pay, you pay a few more dollars and you get no ad. I think Disney Plus is about to expand to India with their Star TV, so um, they're not slowing down on on subscription base. That's and right. People, you know, people jump will jump on and off, especially when there's like a lull in Star Wars programming or Marvel programming. But I would think right now, Marvel is going to be releasing stuff all year. It seems like, you know. When you know, what's interesting is, um, like myself, I've got HBO Max, Prime. I've got almost 
what, five or six services, I think it's the same as you, Mark. Um, but I always gravitate towards Netflix first. Um, so, you know, like Mandalorian's done, eh, I'm done going back to Netflix. Um, you know, Ted Lasso's done, eh, going back to Netflix. Um, and I think that might be the same thing that everybody else is doing. They always gravitate back to Netflix because they're the ones who started it all. They're the ones um, that keep releasing you know, hit, hits after hit. You know, they're um, even with the what was it, HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max had Wonder Woman. Watched it right as soon as we're done, jumping onto Netflix. So it's, I think they've got the market at least. <clears throat> And I think if if there's families who just have one, it's Netflix, right? I mean, that's like the, like if we just have one, it's Netflix. And then probably Disney Plus is moving to that second spot where it's like, okay, if we have two, it's Netflix and then Disney Plus. But I would imagine that most people, if they just have one, it is uh, Netflix. Because like you said, it's just like at this point, it's become the staple. And they've tried... You know, they've tried different things. They've tried live shows. They've tried once-a-week shows. But people go there for, like, just the content and the ability to binge. And uh, it really changed our viewing culture, really. I mean, that, that's why binging became a thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so. You raise a good point there. Um, in fact, I started watching Airplane. Uh, not, I'm sorry, Flight Attendant, not Airplane. Uh, <laughs> Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Yeah. Um, I started at season two. I'm sorry, episode two. So I'm like, um, my first thought is, like, hey, this is great. My second thought is, you know, this could have been, this entire story could have been told in two hours. Could have been a two-hour movie. Uh, went back for episode three. All right, stuck around for it. Four or five, I started to lose interest because they wanted me to come back every week and I just lost interest by that time. There was enough content out there that took my mind away from them. Um, so... You're right, where Netflix has programmed us to be a binge-watching um, society now. We want to watch them all at once or nothing. No, I shouldn't say nothing, but, you know, we, we don't like to wait anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, we saw what happened to the boys on Amazon Prime in the middle of last year where people were going on and just tanking their, their ratings on imdb and amazon because they were mad that they had to wait and they loved the show and it's like it's we live in that weird culture where it's like you know people who love something want to also destroy it because it doesn't cater exactly how they want it to and enjoy it so but that i mean and that that was weird uh it's like Okay, you love the show, but you're trying to get the ratings way down. What? Because then you think that the executives are going to go, you're right. I'm just going to go ahead and release it all to you. Thanks for being a great fan. It's like, no, that's not how it's going to work. And with uh, people on the edge of their seat for Mandalorian every week uh, when it was on um, or when it was new, and that works because at some point you have to understand, okay, I'll... The places that run these streaming companies, they're not their business model isn't me jumping on and off every three months. Like they need to retain viewership. So at some point you have to realize like the five, six, seven most popular shows, no, it's gonna be one a week. Like that's how we're gonna retain this because the the churning of the, the customers leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back 
uh, whenever something they want to see comes back. That's not a good business model. <laughs> so they they have to have like Netflix has to have an insane amount of content because you know you have to have so much that the average person is never going to be able to go. Oh well, I've watched all of Netflix now. I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting to know like if if in five years if there's like a Guinness Book of World Records for a person that's seen like the most Netflix programming. Because you know something out there is watching it for, <laughs> for like 10 years straight, right? I mean, that ha- has to be. Yeah, you can't do I- it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but someone's going to try, right? I mean, they're going to try. At some point, I think. I don't know. But, um, I'll make sure the person has watched the most hours of Forensic Files on Netflix. <laughs> I think my daughter might have you beat on that one. No way. <laughs> I I sometimes watch it all night. It, it helps me sleep. I think she does that too. Uh, anyway, it helps sleep. segments. Wow. Are we, but are we talking about like uh, like episode you've seen three or four times? Like you just find something calming about the cases that were solved or are we just talking about like i just can't imagine watching that and being relaxed at all i've it's got nine seasons or nine i don't think it's called seasons i think they call them collections uh-huh like infinitely long i mean it's been on for i don't know how many years this thing's been running but uh, they're they 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 have this crazy thing that they they do if you're watching on network tv as like a syndication thing they were so smart when they built the show because they'll get to the end of the show and they don't go to commercial. They do like two minutes of the next episode and then go to commercial. So you're already like, well, now I can't go to bed. I got to find out what happened to this person. <laughs> and um, it goes on and on and on. So you'll be up all night long. You may sleep a little bit during the episode, but you definitely are awake for the beginning and the end yeah. and get right back in. <laughs> Was it TBS or TNT did that for? I, I'm not sure if they still do that, but they did that for a very long time where they'll go right into the next episode. A minute or two after that, they'll bring the commercials in. So you're hooked. And you're, yep. you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do like a squeeze where they're like rolling credits as the, you know, for the episode you just watched as the other episode starting. Like it's just like just seamless. Um, so. Did both or either of you get to watch uh, WandaVision? No, no. I got, I got, I'm all caught up. Okay, so now this is going to be hard because I don't want to spoil it for you, Brandy. But um, you, you guys want me to mute out? I can mute out. Just, just raise for your a hand. Second, yeah, like, and I'll, 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 I'll wave you down when it's time to unmute. All right, so Miss Jen, I can't remember. Last week, had you seen episodes one and two, or did you watch them all three this week? Okay, so the the obvious there, there's a lot of big takeaways in here, right? But as someone who sells comics all day, every day, where are, are is your brain just like going off this entire episode about the speculative market and oh, I need this issue, this issue, this issue because I wrote down a few issues. Where it's like, okay, this, and then I then I did some research, and they're flying off the shelves. Prices are going insane right now. What do you, so, what do you 
what are you seeing people picking up? What are the tie-ins? Uh, well, um, so obviously we got uh, a bigger clue about who Catherine Hahn's character is, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then we knew that Geraldine was Monica Rambeau mm-hmm. from from just previous spoilers, but yeah. but she gets thrown out of the dome, right? And I didn't realize this until I watched like an Easter egg video about it. She's glowing. Um, so they're speculating that, you know, skipping past the whole Captain Marvel persona. Sure. That she could be either A, um, Photon, which okay. would be, which would be Avengers Unplugged number five, right? Uh, Pulsar, which would be Thunderbolts nine, the new Thunderbolts number nine, or Spectrum from Mighty Avengers one. So I don't know if you had any insight on what character she might be based on how she picked up those powers or or not but then obviously uh tommy and billy are speed and wiccan so that's mm-hmm. uh that is vision and scarlet witch number 12 from the maxi series back in the 80s yep uh, and then uh speaking of katherine hahn uh she is probably probably gonna end up being Agatha Harkness, and that's Fantastic Four ninety four. Um, and she she if if not, she's going to be tied into the uh, the three witches from uh, Greek mythology. So there there there's a lot going on. And then of course they said the U word Ultron, but yeah. that that's not going to create any you know that that market was already set five Did or six years ago. Better today that they were talking about that they thought that. It looks more and more like, you know, it's kind of like set up to make us think that Wanda's created this idyllic, idealistic place in her mind so that she could still live with Vision as a live person. But they're thinking it's more and more that someone on the outside or that someone from the actual town itself is in control and she is not. So I, what, what I think is going on is this Mephisto. I think that's how they're going to bring Mephisto in. We've heard about Mephisto coming into comic movies for 20, 30 years. I think that's what's going to happen. In the in the comic, in that maxi-series, it was Mephisto that created the kids. Like, Vision's not the father of Wiccan and Speed. It's Mephisto, right? It was like a manifestation of Wanda's powers and the the souls being provided by Mephisto. I don't know who in that town would be Mephisto. But I think that's my guess. Uh, you know, there's lots of speculation on that, which would also create his first issue to go up. But but like, I I I think someone bad has put her in that situation. Yes, and I think that's why Sword's involved, um, because they see the whole thing as a threat, and they're gonna try to save her from from that captivity. I think she's a captive right now. Even though she's controlling things from the inside, but I think there's, yeah, there's definitely like a foul entity at play, I think. I don't it's, think it's her. Because my first instinct, if, if it was the other way around, if it was, if it was, if it felt like there were bad guys trapped in there with her, is that it feels a lot like uh, uh, Maria Hill's uh, uh, Pleasant Hill, you know, the prison of the mind that she made for standoff at Pleasant Hill. But, uh, it's the opposite, the way around, the way that it's looking right now. Because it should be populated with all bad guys that don't know that they're bad guys, if that was true. Yeah, and it's almost like there's people trapped in their wither that are forced to reenact 70s sitcom intros all the time and stuff. So, um, But 
episode four this Friday is supposed to uh, clear a lot of it up. Uh, the the last thought is I just really like how it went from the three by four aspect ratio to where she you know you see Monica Rambo on the ground and sword swarms in and it goes to sixteen by nine. So now we know okay now we're gonna be in the MCU at least a little bit or we're seeing we're gonna see outside this bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I think I think episode four is gonna take place outside the bubble. And we're gonna figure out what's going on. Okay, I'm gonna wave Brandy back in. <laughs> All right. So I'll, we're we're done gushing about it, but yeah, just catch up. It's awesome. Oh, WandaVision's it, awesome. Like the it's and, on my docket this week. So yeah, yeah. and just, just sty- stylistically great show too. Um, and you can see from the commercials and promos and stuff like the time they took on the set design. But um, I would recommend there's like a 17 minute after you watch the episode 17 minute video uh, about all the Easter eggs, and it's like. The thing that the things that people catch are, are crazy, but if they're right, then it just shows you how much detail that the producers and set designers are putting into the show. Because it's just like nice. it, it is it is so, absolutely crazy. Is it going into House of M? Ooh, I don't know. Don't know I, yet. That, I think we're that. gonna get some clarification on sort of like the 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 forces at work. Um, coming up in this episode four so but again there's nine episodes so they might draw it out i don't know yeah i'm, I'm I, I think that's where they're headed personally uh trying to bring in the x-men and you know that universe and everything i think they're headed towards house of m but what we'll see let me let me watch them we'll, we'll... watch them watch them <laughs> yeah there's yeah there, there's some there's some hints of a lot of stuff that could possibly go on um other news from the tiny screen, um, well, people have big screen TVs now, so, but HBO Max, there's been rumors of a Harry Potter series. Warner Brothers says, oh, we're not doing that. That's not in production. And I'm kind of like, and we're about to hit the streaming wars full throttle, right? And it's like, if you're Warner Brothers and you're HBO Max, no, you need that Harry Potter series. But, so that's probably like outside speculation. But if that were to happen... I just want to both of your quick thoughts again, because this is just an idea. There's no news about it other than, oh, it's potentially in the works. What would the tone of the show be and, and what would it be? What would you have it based on? Miss Jen, I'll start with you. I don't know anything about Harry Potter, so I would like it to be and uh, it would be all it would change the whole paradigm and it would be instead um, like a nature film, but only about that one owl guy. Just <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brainy, what about you? What's your interest level in Harry Potter? I think I saw five and a half films and stopped, so that's um, where I fall. I, I believe I did watch all of them, I think, because my wife was a Harry Potter fan, so I had to watch them. Um, they did end the series, you know. I mean, Ms. Jen, do you mind if I spoil any of it? Oh, no, uh, I will. I'm never going in, so it's okay. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, they they start off at kids, and at the end they are adults, so they can't they can't play the same uh, characters anymore. So more than likely they're gonna um, focus more on their children, um, you know, Harry's and um, Hermione and Ron's kids. I think that's where they're gonna if if they do go anywhere. I think that's the avenue they're gonna take, or they might go fifty or hundred years into the future. Where these guys are now legends, and you know they've got a whole new setup. Everything's brand new. 
uh, you know, there's a new villain or whatever. Not, it's one of those two options. Sort of like a new Save by the Bell, but instead of Bayside High, you have the four houses competing. That's what I would yeah. do. <laughs> I still but haven't watched maybe, maybe with like a maybe with like the tone of something like uh you know Gossip Girl or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but cuz I think generics the way to go like something that opens up the lore of everything that was created. Maybe maybe you know like a week to week everything's different. It's just a different story, you know, different myths, different magic, stuff like that rather what, than an actual story. One thing they can do, uh, I know they did a lot of it in the what was that the beast um the show they oh my god what was it called fantastic beast fantastic beasts they touched upon a lot of the characters but they, they can go into the individual stories of all the other characters that were there yeah. uh, so they do have that uh, large um you know playing field they can go with um yeah, we'll see if the rumors are true we'll see but I just think if you're a production company right now and you have like any entity, you're you gotta get it on your streaming service. Oh, especially, you're just not, not going to survive. Especially uh, HBO Max. They, it, Harry Potter is their biggest license. Um, they they have DC, but even Harry Potter, I, I would say, is bigger than DC is, um, and that's what they need to capitalize on. They need to make money off of that. I I say Meerkat Manor, but just use Niffler instead. There we go. That would work too. Um, some Miss Jen uh, comics. You got anything for comics this week? Oh yeah. I mean, there's like a second print of High Republic comes out, which is probably one of the things that's going to draw a lot of people in. Just trying to, you know, grab one of those ahead of number two arriving soon. Um. So I had an issue with the second printing. You know, as you guys know, our what was that? Yeah, we did. In order enough. <laughs> because we we had to order second print well before first print even came out. Right. What was it two weeks, three weeks before it came out? Yep. I have a total of ten copies coming, which is not gonna meet demand by any we're, means. We're sold out because uh you know, we already had pre orders for them. Yeah. Uh, before we even placed our orders. So we might have one copy for the shelf, that's about it. Um so it'll, it'll all come down to third printing on that for us. I'm excited about Dead End, Dead End Kids Suburban Job because, man, that first series was killer. And Frank Gogol's done a very good job of uh, promoting that book as well. So, yeah, absolutely. And then for some reason, I ordered a poo ton of Spawn 314. So I must, I must know something that I have forgotten that I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know there was a secret variant on 314, but for Spawn, from what I heard, and I still haven't confirmed this, but I believe 13, 14, 15, and 16 are supposed to have a new character. Uh, oh, okay. And I can't remember where I heard that, but I know I, I remember hearing that. Uh, and I was basing my orders off of that. Um, yeah, like, four issues, four new characters. And then, uh, Jen, Heroes Reborn was announced by Marvel, which is kind of a throwback to... A, a series they did a long time ago. Yeah, There's, but I uh, have ties, but I guess it's like a spirit sequel thing. I'm so psyched about it because I love, I, I am a sucker for Marvel, like mythos when it like has like a full full on through line, and I mean the the conceit in this is that there was never the Avengers. The Avengers never formed. Captain America died in the war. 
and it's a whole new like wh- wh- there are heroes but just not the ones you expect and the the trailer that they dropped for it is they've got me all psyched up for it um i didn't even it's like one of the things i didn't know it existed yesterday and today i think it's going to be the best thing ever <laughs> <laughs> and, and and is that still just like a mini series or have they announced that that's going to tie into anything else or is it just standalone Quite honestly, I did hear about it today for the first time and go and say, okay, you've got me. I'm in. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of details on it. Um, I know there's big names working on the book and that the concept seems cool. So that's probably enough to know about it for now. And there's a ridiculous book that comes out uh, on Wednesday called War Corns, Combat (laughs) Combat Unicorns for Hire. Oh, I missed that one. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> Who published that? Uh, Warcorns, I think, is Force Point. I'm almost 100% sure. Warcorns. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Um, never mind. I didn't I didn't miss that. <laughs> Good. You have some. <laughs> we didn't order heavy on it, but, you know, it is something we are bringing in. Uh, another one, I don't know if you got Miss Jen, but uh, 2021 shot. Yep. Interesting concept. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Um, and and because we were talking about Godzilla versus King Kong, this is also, you know, giant monsters and stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, a lot of people messaging me about it. And for some you know, my brain was thinking they were talking about the Marvel 2020 thing. And I was like, well, you guys are so late. Oh, my gosh. You guys- <laughs> um, yeah, in fact, that's another book I, once again, I, I feel I underordered. I tried. It's, it's getting kind of weird because there's, you know, I think there's less distractions, if that makes any sense right now, and that people have been able to focus on their comic books and comic book collecting and what they're reading. And so it's getting more and more difficult to know how much to order of what. I've almost started going to like, I'm going to look through the Diamond previews and I'm going to look at the smallest companies possible and really read what they're bringing to the table and think to myself, you know, two months from now, What's the likelihood that, you know, this tiny little imprint is going to be the thing everyone wants? And so I'm ordering, you know, 10 and 20 copies of things that no one's ever heard of before. Correct. Because by the time we know that it's going to be the thing, it's way too late to order them. They are completely gone. And it, it would just laugh at you if you tried to order some more. So, Believe, believe it or not, that's been our policy forever. You know, I always look at small publishers. One, I like to support small publishers because, you know, they... Um, they need our support. Miss mm-hmm. Jen, there's a Scoot book coming out, I believe. Uh, yep, there's a new Scoot, which is the one that's actually making out this week. I actually got all, I get my stuff directly from Scout, so I've actually got all these things already. So I can't remember which one drops. I know that um, Loot, Loot, the one that's going to drop this week? Yes, Loot. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. It was well-received already, so it should do really well at shops. Good. Yeah, it's, I still, because they're on the other side of the country, I, I still haven't, uh, I, I don't order enough to go direct with them. I've got, yeah, I've gotten a few books to direct from them, but um, nothing like you do, so. <laughs> yeah, my orders through for Scout books are, are way outstripping my Marvel orders right now. I think a lot of our independent books are out doing Marvel right now. Well, one, because Marvel is not, 
publishing as much as they were. Because so. I, haven't, I haven't lowered my order of Marvel by any means. I'm actually upping my order, but um, you're right. It's probably just less, less titles that are coming out. Right. Well, anything to wrap up comics? Any last thoughts? Um, I was trying to see if I had any other than the Heroes Reborn news. Was there anything else that I saw? Maybe no. No, I can't yeah. think of it. But like, Steak comes out. Steak is another Scout. Okay. It was previously published under a tiny, like a it was a self-published book. But I, I'm telling you, don't sleep on that book at all because it is one of the best things I've read in a long time, and it it uh it's got legs. It's a really really. I mean, sure, it's another vampire book, but uh, it's it's not the way you think. Steak guy uh, comes out this week. Yep. I got to check if we got it. And it's got a really pretty Eric Chu cover as a variant. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful cover. The Derek Chu cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a beautiful Derek Chu cover. Well, we'll be on the lookout for all those. And uh, once again, Brainy, thanks for joining us. Miss Jen, as always, thank you, and thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by Space Cadets Collection Collection. The adventure begins. Be sure to check out the other Woodlands Online shows like Taste Buds, Music Cafe. Woodlands House and Home, the best you weekly fallout sports talk and between the trees business talk. You can also watch all these on Woodlands Online and our partner station KBQTHD21 over there on your television. All these shows and more on Roku. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Watch old episodes of Nerd News Now on there as well. And you can also listen to us uh, via podcast through Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast from. We'll see you next time on Nerd News Now.